0: Welcome to Encounter Grace, where we come face-to-face with God's work in the world for our good. Join host Jason McKnight as we explore practical issues of community, theology, and leadership in everyday life. Well, welcome, everybody. Glad you're with us here on Encounter Grace. I'm Jason McKnight. Ben, how are you today? I'm doing very well today. (laughs) We just came back from lunch at San Juan. Uh, And because we were there because we have someone very special in the studio with us. And if you're watching, you can see him. If you're listening, you can hear him. Coach Mike Hendricks, all the way from Hendersonville, Tennessee. Uh, I'm glad to be here. (laughs) That's a good last name, Coach. It is. I mean, I am surrounded by Hendricks. I got, is it, what's the plural of Hendrix? Is it? I mean, I don't know. Hendrix. Uh,
1: I just cockily say uh, hendricks you know? <laughs>
0: Hendrixes <sees. laughs> or Hendrixism? Yeah. Oh, oh now we're trouble. Mike. So not only are you. What, what What are you doing in Kinston, by the way, from Hendersonville?
2: Um, I come up here to see my son, my daughter-in-law, and my granddaughter. Oh, wow! You have family in this area. I do. Wow! Who? Uh, who?
0: Oh, man. Well, I guess it's Ben, isn't it? That's correct. I mean, we know. We can't, we can't keep it going too He's long. He's
2: my favorite son.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but not your favorite kid. Anyway. <laughs> wow. My second favorite dad. <laughs> this is going to get fun. No, what we want to do today is talk about um, Coach Mike coached and taught in the public school system in Hendersonville, Tennessee, north of Nashville for... Four decades, and that's a really impressive thing, and we'd love to talk about some of your experiences in, in, the, uh, in the journey there and encourage folks. We at Grace and in our listening community, we have a lot of teachers in uh, homeschool, private school, Christian school, and a lot of teachers in the public school, and we love them. And we'd love to encourage folks, um, but also, you know, life is full of twists and turns and plot twists that God knows is coming and we don't, and... Um, we'd love to talk a little bit about maybe even what you've learned in the last 5 or 6 years as we as we get going later on. So, let's talk first about teaching and and coaching and and Ben, I mean, what kind of a coach was
1: he? Uh, he was something special. He was one that uh oh, man, how do you define this in just simple terms? Uh always a joy, always a pleasure, i uh, never knew what was coming and you never knew what was said. Uh, what any, he had never had any idea what it meant. Uh, (laughs) but you always knew where you stood and that was always one of the coolest things. There you go. I I mean, so you
0: played for your dad.
1: Yeah. So I, I mean, for, for all four years of high school, school, uh, yeah, I played for him. And, uh, I mean, one of the coolest opportunities of my life, just getting to kind of navigate through what does that look like? I mean, when, when, It's one thing when dad's dad, but when dad's coach and dad's boss, and you got to figure out what that means. Uh, And fortunately, he navigated that for me, Mm -hmm. probably much better than I could have navigated. And uh, but it's a complicated thing. But again, always a joy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what do you think, Coach?
2: Well, I think that. The four years that you were there at Hendersonville High School and you played baseball for me were probably four of the greatest years I had coaching there. I was there, you know, I coached there 33 years in baseball. And, you know, those four years were great. Not only did I get to coach, but you got to be beside your son. You got to be with your son all the time. And what a great experience that anybody, you know, I, I loved it. I loved it. Did, did you ever get in trouble
0: with his mom for how you treated him on the diamond? Uh, not really. She no, just she was on site. She
2: was she was on there. She just she just always says, "Make him act right."
1: <laughs> Make him act right. We <laughs> talking about the same mom here? I'll never forget. She's the one who got mad at me because I I got out one time. And I went down the first baseline, saying things I shouldn't have been saying. There you and She pulled me aside. And she goes, "Look, if you're going to cuss here in front of everybody, you better do it right."
2: Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Bob. Oh man. That that might be a good reason you're in the, you're in the uh, position you are right now.
1: Yeah, I had to run
0: from something. huh? There there go. Go. <laughs> <laughs> "All right, we got to get this guy off the the bad language." Well, Mike, what, what what drew you into what drew you into teaching all those years ago? I. And um, coaching.
2: When I went into it wasn't middle school then it was junior high school. Yeah, sure. And uh, when I went with in with Abe Lincoln, is that when? Yes, a. that a. was back before lights were invented. <laughs> um, I always, always knew what I wanted to do. I had, a, hmm. I had good coaches and good people there. Um, I knew, I, I knew from right there that I always wanted, I wanted to teach school. I wanted to, I wanted to be a coach, and that's what I wanted to do. And when I graduated from Belmont. Um, I made sure that i had i got my degree and I had my teaching degree and I was ready to go you 're ready to go mm. and it uh it it, it it was a great career i mean yeah. it's it 's it's, it's a tremendous career to be around people to be around young people uh you don 't make a lot of money, but you have a lot of happiness
1: yeah mm. really really so, coach. For, I mean, just for everybody, what, will you tell them what what all you taught and uh, each kind of subject you? Because you you, um, you ran the gambit a little bit. M-
2: mainly, I, mainly, I've I taught health and PE. Yep. And I taught. I have a degree in biology. I taught biology for a long time. Wow. Um, and you know, when, when I when when I first started, I was in middle school teaching and. Um, I mean, I taught everything. I've taught Tennessee history. I've taught uh, music appreciation. Um, I've taught a little bit of everything.
1: The Renaissance man, huh? There you
2: go. (laughs) I love it. I would have loved you as a teacher.
1: I'm Uh, trying to imagine you in music appreciation. I had no idea.
2: Well, here's Beethoven's fifth. (laughs) On on, on Fridays in, in music appreciation, I used to call it All Faith Day. Yeah. You bring what you if you you brought you brought to class what you wanted to hear that day. I love it. As I long it. as long as it was clean and healthy and whatever, we, we did it. Everybody got to you know, they got to play their music that day. Well it's kinda of like all request
0: hour. Yes. <laughs> I love this. I love this. And you're you're teaching kids they can appreciate and then you're you're helping the other ones appreciate Right. you know, this guy's over here. I love
2: it. Yeah, it was just it's a lot of a lot of that. Um, didn't, no music degree or no music background or anything like that. It was just it was run and go with it.
0: Wow! And so you taught middle school, and then thirty three years at Hendersonville High School.
2: Um, yeah, Is that I, what you said. I started teaching in the fall of nineteen seventy seven. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I stayed at a place it was called Knoxville Junior High School, uh-huh. and I was there until the spring on um, the you know, the spring of eighty four. Yeah, and then in in the fall of '84, I went to Hendersonville High School. Wow! And until I retired back in 2000, the spring of 2021.
0: Yeah, so you've just been retired over a year.
2: I have, and I enjoy every
0: minute of it. Well, that's good. So Hendersonville High School, how big was it when you started versus when you ended? Like, did it grow while you were there? Um. Or was it just kind of already at capacity, and
2: away we go? It it it, it was it was big. It was probably fifteen hundred kids, maybe. Sometimes sometimes if uh, new schools were built, they would take yeah, and go, and right. they might take two or three hundred kids. So, but we you know in athletics, we were always the highest qual uh, the the highest that you could be division, there yeah. and uh, division and uh, that's where we played. Yeah.
1: So before we, um, I think before we move on to anything serious, uh, this is your chance to name drop and to, to prove <laughs> that I'm not uh, a liar here at Grace. <laughs> so besides me, who are the most famous people that you have either, have either come out of Hendersonville High School, that you know about, maybe you coached them, or maybe you coached against them? Or... Um, I had- um, So her, her had... name starts with Taylor.
2: Oh, I, I yeah. am. I, I can say right here in front of everybody. I did teach Taylor Swift. <laughs> did you cut her from the team, Coach? No, she would not have
1: gotten it. No, you taught you taught her music appreciation, though, right? Yes, uh, okay. That's where she, that she is <laughs> that's today. A, that's
2: where she got from All Faith Day.
1: <laughs> wow. What, what about some of the players? Because there's some big players that, I mean, that um, I played against just in, and that you coached against.
2: Um, let's see. I coached against David Price, who plays now for the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I did coach uh, Zach Curtis, who played for the um, – Diamondbacks, yep. and uh, a long time ago, he's now out of he's out of baseball now. But he is uh, he is a high school coach yep. in Tennessee, which uh, really makes me feel good. Uh, <laughs> good. There, there's there's a lot of people around around this area that's in that's in in Major League Baseball right now that uh, that we played against. Yeah,
1: I mean, yeah. like I even got to play against, and you coached against guys like Sonny Gray. Yes, I uh, was playing for the A's and then the Yankees for a while. Uh, guys like uh, I mean, everybody will know this name. I think like Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts. I mean, yes. played, he played at your alma mater. He did. He played it over. He's an Overton High School graduate. Yeah, we're just name wow. dropping here, Coach. Uh, it's just like such a cool thing that I mean, forty four years of teaching. How many years of coaching? Like, high school baseball. Thirty three years. Thirty three wow. years of like, you've you've seen. I mean, stars like actually play in high school. Like, that's an incredible thing. The amount of things that I think you've seen, coaching 33 years, teaching for 44, like, Mm -hmm. I think it's amazing the amount of stuff that you've gotten to see. Like, um, like these awesome players, but also, like, a lot of transition, a lot of changes Mm -hmm. uh, just from the way that kids have changed in four decades as well as has the school system has changed in four decades. Like, I think that's a really cool thing to think about. So, like, what have you seen Mm -hmm. change so maybe like with kids in the last four decades well, or maybe just with public school yeah, education in That's a great
2: question. Kids, kids have changed a lot since 1977. I mean, um, you know, back there, I'm, I'm talking about, you know, you hit a nerve when you talk about discipline and things. Uh, kids, kids were disciplined more at home back then than they are today. Um, I think sometimes today, this is just my opinion, uh you know that uh, families today with kids they're looking for their kids to to be a friend you know they they want to be a friend to their kids and not their parents mm. but uh, kids have changed yes it's it was a little harder um I had to change a little bit with time, you know, on how to on how to coach the game. But uh, my discipline stayed basically the same. You you know, you do what's right. I had three things that I went by: do what's do the best you can, do what's right, do the best you can, and do unto others. That means treat people the way you want to be treated.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's
2: good. And and
0: they're not getting that at home as much as they were back 70s and 80s. That's exactly right. No, it's true, it's a little bit different. I think that's really interesting. Like like parents maybe today and I I see this too. I would affirm this. They really want to be their kids' friends. Like something in the cultural air says be your kids' friends and and but here I'm sitting between two friends because you were a parent. Right. Like yeah. now you're friends. are sure so true. But if you tried to be his friend as a 12-year-old, you know, and uh, not upset the fruit basket, but man, you had to keep him in line. Yep. I mean, I have to keep him in line now. <laughs> uh, somebody <laughs> does. But, no, but, but
2: it's true, though. The friendship comes. Yeah. And, you know, it, and, and I decided a long time ago, back when Ben when Ben came on at Hendersonville High School, mm-hmm. uh, the big thing, and, and, and I sat down one day and, you know, uh, I get in trouble when I think too much. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I thought, I, I'm not... I'm not going to lose my relationship with my son over baseball. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, when if he messed up on the field, I did him like anybody else. I don't. I, I try. I, I do not embarrass my guys uh, on the field in front of their mamas, daddies, and other students and and things. I get them in the dugout. I get them in there. And he got the same thing everybody else had. If he messed up, he messed up. Yeah. Yeah. You enjoy it. and You go on. That's right.
1: No. Yeah. I always thought one of the coolest things just from your coaching, I think this is such a hard thing to navigate. I mean, like for the parents listening, this is an interesting thing to have to navigate with your kids. Like uh, when you're leading kids, it's a hard thing like to be the person who is the friend, but also isn't their friend as well. Because there are times where you want both of those. And that was actually something, I don't know how much thought you put into that, but one of those things you navigated really, really well. One as your son. But also as a player, like I, I, I mean, as a player, I got to hear from all my buddies of like the ones playing who loved you for every second because they got to play and the ones who were frustrated with you all the time because you didn't play them enough. But the one thing that every one of them affirmed, whether mm. wasn't always whether they thought you're the, the greatest coach or the best coach or whatever. The one thing they everyone affirmed was they knew that you loved them. And I always thought that was such a powerful thing. Like everybody who's ever been under, like who's coached beside you. I think. I mean, and then all the ones of the players I know who have played for you, like they've always known where they stood with you. They felt respected. They felt encouraged. They felt led well, and they felt loved. Now, they may not have gotten to play nearly as much as they wanted to. They didn't always get their way because you still had to lead and you still had to coach. But they knew that even if you got in trouble, even if you messed up, you were there for them. I always thought that was like one of those things that was – I mean, one of the most helpful things—one for uh, players, but also for like as a son in general—like knowing that Mm -hmm. uh, no matter how many dumb mistakes I made, I was still coming back to a family, to a mom or a dad that loved me. Like through that, like that—that was an incredible thing because it's really hard. I mean, I'm learning this just as a year, like as Harper's about to turn a year. Like, it's easy to kind of judge your kids based on like how easy things are going or how good of some, how well they did at something. But like it was always, I always just knew no matter how good or bad something was, it was coming home to like, yeah, to family that loved me and to a coach mm-hmm. that loved me. And like that was always such an incredible thing.
2: Well, my daddy told me something a long time ago, and it was uh, every time I got in trouble, and whether it, whether I got, I got, I got a, a spanking, if you want to call it that, or whatever, he always <laughs> told me, he said, he says, this hurts me more than it does you. Mm. And I said, Okay, right. Yeah. <laughs> but then then when you have your own kids and you have you have to discipline your kids, and then you I go back and I say, Whoa, he's right. Yeah. It hurts me to have to discipline yeah. my kids. Yeah. But if you don't discipline your own kids, who's gonna do it? Because reality will. Yes. And if they're
0: not equipped to deal with reality, we're screwed.
2: Right. That's mm-hmm. exactly right. And mm-hmm. you know, I'm not I'm not perfect. I just I yeah. play a lot with my heart. Yeah.
1: So one great. question I have for you uh, is, you. I think you've navigated, and you've made comments on both sides. You've, you've navigated this well. It's like, as a teacher, you always want you want parental involvement. I mean, just from like mm-hmm. to be able to invest in kids, and that when they go home, they're going to make them act right. When all that that side, so high parental involvement there. But as a coach. You, it's often like you want a little less parental involvement because coach is coach and he's going to make a decision he's going to do what's best for the team. So my question is, and I think this is a great thing for all of our parents to hear is like, what's a good amount of parental involvement at school, at home? I mean, as a, like with coaches on sports teams, like how do how do you navigate that as a parent?
2: The the big thing to me is is know know what your son or daughter is doing, know, know what they're involved in. Uh, know they know who they're involved with, and and go there. And you know, at school, I mean, at, at school, you don't you can't ask too many questions as a parent. Yeah. You know, find out what's going on. You think, well, I hate calling up. Or call up there, find out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Now, on the athletic field, it's a it's a it's it's a little it's a di- little different thing because you know um, nobody nobody in in athletics is guaranteed anything. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's it It was always for me if if you were good enough, you played if you wasn't good enough then you 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 were over there with me and that that 's kind of cruel <laughs> or whatever but that's the- that's the way it goes well, you have to i mean it you're not get you're not getting wins
0: by playing the owner's kid right you're just not when you can 't catch a ball
1: yep hmm.
2: and there's a you know, there's a lot of people that don't doesn 't agree with that and You know, it's basically like I tell. It's like I tell parents whether it's right or wrong or whatever. I said, you know, there's there's only one boss, and I got elected. Yeah, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I run it I run it the best way I can. I think it
0: helps to have a few stock phrases you give to parents. Yeah, (laughs) there's only one boss, and I got elected. There you go. (laughs) That's just kind of
1: crystal. There's a whole book of Mike Andrew (laughs) sayings.
0: Yes, we'll, they'll be available after the show. Yeah. So you can order them
1: on our Patreon account. That's what we meant when we said Hendrix's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Hendrix's. that's true. I mean,
2: how many kids have you coached? I mean, if you had a ballpark. Oh, gosh. I don't know. I mean, 33 years, times. I mean, you know, there might be. Twenty kids on a roster—that's just like a varsity roster. I mean, we usually kept, you know, close to forty kids. Wow! So there, there, there's been a lot. So and, there's a lot of kids. Yeah, I mean, there's there's been a, there's a lot of kids. Um, to me, they're all good kids. Uh-huh. I, all good kids mess up sometimes. Well, that's true. And uh-huh. um, and it's like I always tell them. You know, I, t- I tell them every I told them every day at practice that you know at the end at the beginning or whenever you know that that we all love them. Yeah. Everybody wants to know they're loved. Mm-hmm. And, and I told him, I said, listen, I love you guys. I love you like my own son. Now, you can call me daddy, but don't ask for money. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> great. <laughs> but, uh, it, I mean, yeah, I, I love these kids. And I, I guess that's the reason, uh, that's, that's how I lasted so long. Right. You know, right. Because you, know, you loved it. Right. You loved them. I, I, I loved who played for me, and I loved what I did.
0: Mm-hmm. How um, I don't even know this, and I'm embarrassed now that we're here recording. But, like, how how did y'all do over the 33 years in terms of wins, in terms of tournaments, in terms of championships, and all that kind of stuff? What's uh,
2: the, we 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 won, we won our district championship quite a few times, not every year. Uh, we made it, you know, we made it to, you know, we go next to the, to a regional tournament. Mm-hmm. We did pretty well there. Uh, the end result is making, high school is making it to the state tournament. So yep. I think in my 33 years, we made it there six times.
0: Excellent. Wow.
2: Uh, we finished, we finished second once and third and fourth after that. Wow. So,
1: Fantastic. uh,
2: you know, it's, um. I was really blessed.
1: Yeah. That's I, I, I was
2: blessed by having not only having good kids that played for me, but having um good kids that were good athletes. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. hmm
2: Not maybe not the best. I mean, you, you coach for thirty three years at one at one place and you have one correct me if I'm wrong, you have one guy that ever made that one guy that, that played for you that made it to the major leagues. Yeah. Yeah. It tells you how hard it is to make it to the big time.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. Right.
2: So, so I mean we 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 played with we played with good baseball players not 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 everybody that played was great, mm-hmm. and but they were good and we made what happened. Yep, yep. Because that's, it's it's a team sport and that's exactly and right. there is synergy.
0: That's there exactly, is synergy.
2: That's exactly right. And uh, it was it was great. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be different now.
0: Uh huh. Well, I mean we got some great teams in Eastern North Carolina. You can come coach. <laughs> <laughs> there you go.
2: <laughs> they may not want an old guy, though. They may not want <laughs> an old guy. I don't know.
1: Man. Um, I just find it so, like, just... And I said, I alluded to this a little earlier ago, but... Like I think it's an incredible thing of thirty-three years of consistency of coaching and forty-four years of consistency, more or less, of the same exact school. I mean, close to it, right? Yeah. Being at Hendersonville, like the 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 level of legacy that you have left at that school, but also just in the community of Hendersonville, like it really is a, an amazing thing. I mean, it, it was one of those things that growing up I didn't quite understand because I mean, at one point it was being formed at that time, but I also just missed it. Like there's just A level of legacy that like it it baffles me at times I mean wherever we go you know somebody like you (laughs) you, I mean you are the the Jimbo Perry of of Hendersonville uh and like to me it's just an incredible thing because it's not because like you're some massive name somewhere you did some amazing unspeakable thing here or there but like That for forty four years you've been part of a community. For thirty three years you've coached and you've made a difference in lives. Like it's always a helpful reminder to me to think back of like, I mean, it's not the legacy of winning twenty state championships in a row and everyone goes that. I mean, that's the guy. Like it, it's just slow. And small fa- levels of faithfulness can make huge legacies and huge differences in lives because like, and I, I don't know how often you think of this is like how many people come back and remember you, how many players come back and still th- can think back to something you said or to mm-hmm. something you did that made a difference. Like, and what is cool to me is like, this isn't just a you thing. I mean, it's definitely a you thing, but like we're seeing that with so many of our teachers here in Kinston, mm-hmm. I mean, so many other teachers in Hendersonville and so many teachers are just a, it has to be, I mean, across the U S of like teachers really making a difference Mm -hmm. in the lives of their students because they, I mean, they spend so much time, but they, they care for them. Yeah. And I think that's such a cool thing to think about, like the amount of legacy that you've left, whether you meant to or not.
2: Hmm. Uh, You don't, you don't go out looking to do something. Yeah. I mean, it just, you know, I feel, I feel like norm on cheers you know everybody knows your name but they don't know your real name.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were coach on cheers. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you talked about seeing stars before. I I saw stars when I got hit in the head with a foul ball. There you go. So right. so I was uh, switching gears a little bit here and and legacy and I see how you deflected there but yeah, you left a legacy just by by doing your best, do the right thing and do unto others. There you go. For a bunch of years. Hmm. Uh, I was standing in line in West Nashville 3 or 4 years ago, 2 or 3 years ago and um at Hattie B's. Oh, chicken place. I was getting a hot chicken and or whatever it's called, you know. I mean, I'm not I've only had it a few times, but it was delicious. But I was standing in line there out the door cuz they always the line is out the door at those uh, and uh Somehow I was asking the people behind me, you know, whatever, where are you from? They said, oh, yeah, we're just from, we're just from up the road there up in Hendersonville. I said, Hendersonville, do you know Coach Hendricks? And uh, they said, yeah, but we really know his wife. She was my favorite teacher, is <laughs> what, is what the, the girl said. And tell us a little bit about Helen Mary. She
2: was, I mean, if you left a legacy, she did too, didn't she? Yeah. She uh, listen, Helen Helen Mary and I were married thirty four, going on thirty five years, and uh, she, uh, you know, she she had her outlook on life, and uh, she was a good woman. She was a she was a great mother. She she treated Mm. she 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 treated my two kids great. Yeah. And uh, speaking of the other one, my other one is a daughter. And her name yeah. is Rachel, mm-hmm. and uh, she is a college professor at West Virginia University. Wow! And I tell you what, I couldn't, I couldn't ask any more out of my two children than what I've got right now. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, we love it when Rachel comes to visit. Yes, and uh, but uh, you know, H- Helen Mary, she uh, she loved kids too, mm-hmm. and she she loved education, and she loved being around those kids, and, and she she probably left more than I did. Because there's more pe- there's more people that talk about her than they than they do you know <laughs> and she didn't even do it, the coach or whatever you know she she was more important she was a teacher well and because huh. everyone loves art teacher what didn't she do fine arts and arts and that she, kind of stuff um, she taught English oh I think she taught English for a while I, English, for a while. English and, for a while yeah, yeah. and then she and then she was she was an art major art major and uh, finally she it took her a while to get an art job mm-hmm. and. Um, and she got it, and, you know, she was there until she retired.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, she did—I mean, Ben has some of it on his wall in his office, and uh, I just love it. And, of course, everybody loves our teacher. Yep. Because cause everyone has a good time in our class because you don't have to cram in the algebra. Yeah. I mean algebra and trigonometry, that was tough, man. Dates in history, but we all like art.
1: And there's always some discipline that makes your art look good. You're like you can make some mess but like, oh yeah. That's so correct. you're in this discipline. Wow, yeah.
0: It's true. I'm an impressionist. Yeah. You can't be a baseball impressionist, man. You gotta hit the home run. Yeah, yeah I didn't you know
1: Always be a surrealist, yeah.
2: I wouldn't very I wasn't very good at the art world. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, but sometimes sometimes you hear about that, and, um, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, I go to all these baseball games, and how many art galleries do you go to? And, uh, you know, you don't have much to say here. I'm wrong. There you go. No. <laughs>
0: no. Oh, man, now I feel like it's Diane and Sam on Cheers. <laughs> there you go.
2: But, uh, you know, she was uh, – Helen Mary was a. She was a good mother. She was a good wife. She was a good yeah. person, and uh, good it was friend. it was you know it was just a tragedy when uh, when she passed away. And it's going it'll be five years in December. It'll be five years in December. I yeah. remember that was I remember. So I mean,
0: I shouldn't yeah. talk. I shouldn't no. let you guys talk. But I just remember getting the call from yep. Ben out of the blue. Right. I mean, t- tell us about that, guys. Like, you just. I'm, she just. She just. Yeah, I mean,
1: just an unexpected death. Like, I mean, I just—I'll never forget waking up that morning to a phone call from my sister. Uh, I mean, you literally get woken up to that phone call. You, be told, hey, I mean, mm. mom's dead. Like, and you, 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 you kind of think that you have the ability to process things like that. But what I mean, and maybe some people do, but I just remember sitting there, laying, staring <laughs> up at the at the ceiling, unable to process what I just heard, mm. to the point where I. I disbelieved my own sister and I I called uh, my dad and then my grandmother just to confirm as if, I mean, right. Just to hear it again. And then, uh, I mean, one of the longest drives of of our life all the way back to Tennessee, uh, you know, falling asleep here and there on the way, uh, just praying that it, I mean, like that you heard wrong and something was different, but, Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately it wasn't. And that was the case that, Unexpectedly, my mom had passed away. Well, it, I think it was labeled as a as a heart attack.
2: Yeah it, uh, it, it, it 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 was it was put down as a heart attack.
1: Yeah, and it just came from, uh, just a long life, yeah. but uh, a well lived life, mm-hmm. and but you know one that left a lot of hurt and just. It was, it was difficult to navigate through. And one thing that, that ultimately led uh, to our relationship even becoming stronger. I mean, I think that was one of those things in the last five years. Uh, and I think this is a testimony that like, it's not always good stuff that that brings about fruit, like even sure. difficult stuff. So yeah. I think this is one of those pieces that transitioned us from you just being my dad to really being a friend because... Uh, I mean, I had to minister to you in some ways because like, you like, it wasn't just me who lost my mom. Like you lost your wife. Right. And that is a huge thing. Mm-hmm. But we had to navigate this together as a family going like, like, how do you, you can't prepare for that. It was unexpected. Yeah. And then it there's, you have the little bit of regret or the things you wish you had said things you wish you hadn't said or on and on. But now it's, well, how do we move forward as a family because we don't want to lose what we have and we don't want to, like, this is just messy. And so over the last five years, it's just us getting to navigate that and work together towards that and move forward in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, it's been a hard season, a hard couple of years. Well, uh,
2: you know, it, it has been. And I think, um, you know, sometimes sometimes I think um, your, your mom's death um, – has pushed me closer to the Lord and put me in a different situation. And, um, you know, I I do a lot of things. I do a lot of things different now that I probably Mm. didn't do. I didn't do then. And um, but, you know, you I I have no regrets of what I what I did before, you know, good. But, um, you know, I I think um, I I think sometimes that, you know, I, I hate to say that somebody somebody dies to help me or whatever, but uh, I, I think it 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 just pushed me. It made me see things in a different light, hmm. and pushed me in a different direction. Uh, it got me and it got me involved more in the church and going back to church more right. and doing things like that. Uh, if if that's the case, I, you know of of that right there. You know, I, I hate that she. You know, I hate for anyone to have to be the sacrifice, right, or right. whatever like that. But uh, you know, I'm. I'm a different, I'm, I'm a different person now than I was five years ago.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's been amazing to watch the Lord really work uh, in that, just as we've kind of navigated that. Like, I mean, I always kind of make it of a joke. Like you grew up Southern Baptist, you grew up Catholic, you guys met in the middle and we didn't yep. really go to church. <laughs> and, uh, but I mean, like after passing, as we'd like navigated that together, mm. we just tried to figure that out. Like for what it's worth, I don't know if I've ever said this, like, Like, it it, it was just so cool to watch the Lord work in your life. Like, I never thought he wasn't at work in your life. Like, I mean, uh, you have a level of grace and kindness that Mm. can only come from the Lord's presence. But it was so cool to watch him draw you in in such a a difficult time. I mean, you have such a community anyways, but the Lord drew you into that, like, not out from that community, but into even like a newer one, like at Long Hollow, getting plugged in. I mean, ha- meeting new friends, but also investing in so many of the other friends that you already had that just happened to go there. Yep. Like, it's just been a really cool thing that despite a tragedy, and it, that's what it really was, like, the Lord still meets us there and meets us in those moments. And there's still, like, fruit and goodness and life that can come from our hardest and most difficult moments. Like, only God can do that. Yep,
2: and, uh, you know, thank, thank goodness for my buddy, Harold. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that he... And, and that, that next Sunday or the Sunday, at you know, whatever it was, he called and he says, you need, you need to go to church with us. Huh. And With us, though. That was the key. Yeah. With and, us. Come with us. With us. Them. And uh, so I, I met him and his wife at Long Hollow. And uh, that's where it's, you know, I've been there five years now. Yeah. Huh. And, uh, and things like that. So it's a wonderful thing. I mean, um, it, it, it's great. Uh, Long Hollow is a very big church. You know, you don't, you don't really know. You only know people that you know, if that makes right. any sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a lot of people. I mean, there's a lot of people there that I have no idea who they are.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
2: you know, there's a good thing about going to a big church, and then there's a real good thing about going to a small church because you know everybody. Yeah. And yeah. I, I like yeah. to know everybody, I, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, again, I, I think there's a house for sale for you right here <laughs> if you want to be put. But anyway, you know. We know you're <laughs> I'm not going to say what I want to say but
2: that, uh
0: <laughs> you, you know well well that's that's amazing you know it is God just moves he uses everything nothing's at a loss for him and that's the good thing I mean Romans 8:28 he is always at work for our good not for our comfort not for our ease but for our good and it's a good thing um well Mike I mean I know you're you got grandbaby to see you got to get uh... back to Harper and we really appreciate the time But I got to tell you, too, that um, you need to know this, and and I don't know if we've we've said this, but the way you and Helen Mary raised Ben and raised Rachel, but like we get the blessing of that because what what Ben is doing is really all the stuff he learned from you about coaching and, and about living and about doing your best and doing the right thing and doing unto others and following Jesus. He's just able to take from what you've given him at a high level of maturity and joy and impart to others. And it is to the blessing. I mean, I went by the small group, like on youth group night, the small group boys filed out while I was having to be walking by. Fourteen boys in the small group. <laughs> I mean, this isn't even the whole youth group. It's the yep. small group. I'm like, maybe it's not even a small group anymore. Maybe we need to have, you know. But anyway, but they, he's just knocking the ball out of the park. And that's great. And, and, and I know you know that, but it's just...
2: I tell you what, I couldn't be more proud of my two kids. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. They're good people. That's all you can ask.
0: That is all you can ask. And uh, and he is showing others how to follow the Lord and be good people. That's and, even better. And, you know, uh, being proud of your kids is a good and godly thing. Yes, it is. I mean, making them an idol isn't, but being proud of them is, and, and you ought to be proud of They'll, Ben. Oh, I Let am. Let me just say... Um, well, Mike, thanks for giving us some time today. It is good, and, and as Ben you said, you know encouraging all of our teachers who are listening to this, no matter what classroom you're in, the fact that when you just love the people in front of you, it makes lives change. and then how God uses everything in our lives, even a, a tragic death, um, and he's good in it and and, the,
2: and the friends come by and say, "Well, come with us." Yeah, I know one thing. I, w- I wouldn't give up. I wouldn't give my 44 years of teaching. If I had it to do over, I'd probably do it again. That's good. What a great word. Well, thank you, You're Mike. welcome. Thank you, Ben.
0: Any, any rebuttal? <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs>
0: well, guys, thank you for joining us here on Encounter Grace. Come back the next time, and we'll try and have another 40-year veteran coach for <laughs> you. <laughs> See you. This is a ministry of Grace Fellowship Church in Kinston, North Carolina. Visit gracekinston.org or follow us on Facebook and Instagram.